Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming your program author Douglas C. Atkins, and he is the author of Diminishing Horizons. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our website, as well as on TV and the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Doug, how are you? I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I'm a grandfather of seven children through my second marriage. I live on Cape Cod, Massachusetts, right near the beaches. I get to take my grandkids to the beaches all the time. I'm retired. I've written for the Boston Globe, and I've had other publishing credits like Reader's Digest and Wired and USA Today. And I just mostly enjoy spending my time spoiling my grandkids. So tell us about your book. Okay. The biggest problem I see today, which is compounded in the future, is availability of clean, safe, fresh drinking water. It's the main problem in one of my stories is things in Africa are likely to spend as much as two-thirds of their income on fresh water in parts of Africa. And it's only for like a day or two supply worth of water because they've got to carry it for miles and miles. In my first novel, The Daily Prophecy of Enoch, fresh water no longer exists and it all comes from desalination plants. Do you know what that is? No. Desalination plants take on salt water from the ocean and pour it through a process that takes out the salt so it's clean, fresh drinking water. And there's parts of California that has to get their fresh water in that fashion. And I see it in the future as being what's going to happen to the world eventually. It'll all come from desalination plants. That's why I write so much about it. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? Well, as I said, there's short science fiction stories. They mostly take an environmental challenge of today and project it into the future. They like dystopian in nature, so I would say they would be for the 18-plus reader. There's a science fiction writing competition called The Writers of the Future, which draws 10,000 entries each year. It's a showcase for new talent. And once a year, they publish um, the winners, and I aspired to be there. I didn't win, but I did want two honorable mentions, and it's a very famous contest. It's well-known in the science fiction world. Now, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? They're mostly about the technologies and environmental challenges we're running into today. I was described once as a science fiction neo writer. So I got a couple murder mysteries in there, if you like that. I got something that's all based on science fiction. The central theme is the failing society or failing environment, I guess you would say. Now, if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? I think if you're confident in the future, you might find some of my stories at least will plant a seed or two of doubt. So if my readers out there have the urge to hear opposing views to theirs, I think they'll find diminishing horizons interesting. If you're pessimistic about the future, you'll find my stories particularly intriguing. So, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, I think I just alluded to it. There's a story writing competition called Writers of the Future, which was started by L. Ron Hubbard, of all people, because you know him as a famous science fiction writer. It draws 10,000 entrants each year, and they pick you know, the winners for the year, and they print a volume called Writers of the Future every year. And I think that would be the one that I'd be closest to. 
because there's a variety of stories in that, and there's a variety of stories in my diminishing horizons as well. So tell us about the writing you've done on technology and science fiction. I used to write for the Boston Globe's Innovation and Technology blog, Beta Boston. It's now defunct, and that's why I no longer write for it. I cover technology and gaming startups in the Boston area. I've always loved science and technology. Ever since I was a kid in grade school, I just loved science. So it wasn't much relief for me to go writing about technology and science to writing on science fiction. Now, when you wrote your first book, your wife was terminally ill and you stayed with her practically 24-7. How did you find the time to write? Well, many years ago before she got ill, I was taking kind of any freelance journalist job I could find. And then she became ill. My health was going downhill, and a surgeon botched a stomach operation, which ultimately led her to a slow and unfortunately agonizing death. In watching her suffer, I really acquired a sour view of the world, which shows in my writing. As Kathy did declined, I was with her 24-7. I took a real emotional toll on me. I loved her dearly, and I hated to see her suffer. I kind of needed an escape to separate myself from her, to give myself a little breathing room. Much to Kathy's objections, I started going home at night instead of sleeping in the hospital chair in a hospital room. I get to bed around 11 or 12 at night, got up about 5 or 6 and went for an hour before I wanted to see her. For the real need of this reason, I found writing was the best way to, to disconnect. The result was the deadly prophecy of Enoch and my desire to write about diminishing futures. Anyone out there, any of the readers who need to be connected or suffering in some way, I highly recommend writing fiction writing as an escape. It worked really good for me. So how did Diminishing Horizons come about? Well, again, we read to the Writers of the Future contest. It is, the series has launched many, many famous writing careers. Unfortunately, my winning wasn't in the card, but at least I won one or two honorable mentions. I entered at least once a year, and the culmination of the writing stories I wrote for that are Diminishing Horizons. I'm not disappointed that I didn't win. You know, they get so many entries, 10,000 a year. I can see how they pass over good stories all the time. Not just by me, but by anyone else. And I feel I'm humbled that I actually won two honorable mentions. I'm very proud of that. Now, you created a pretty unique video for this book. Tell us about that. It's a kind of a comical video. It's the, the shortest story in the book, and it's available on my website, douglasctkins.com. You click on books and click on Diminishing Horizons, and then there'll be a tab that says video. And it's just a cartoon-type thing with the narrator telling one of my stories that I wrote called That's Natural. Kind of a cute, funny, fun sort of thing, you know? But it'll give you a taste of my writing so you know what you're buying before you shell out your money. Now, did your environment or upbringing, perhaps, play any major role in your writing? I think so. I never had the gift of gab, and I'm surprised I'm talking so much as I am now because I basically speak in very few words at a time. Along with my lack of conversation ability and my writing as a journalist, you'll find I waste no time in getting to the action. For example, in my story, Here We Go Again, which one of honorable mention in Writers of the Future contest, you readers out there will know right from the first page that there's androids on trial for murder. So what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre? I like writing in science fiction because you get to make your own rules. Unlike historical fiction where you're slaves like historical details and diction and, you know, technologies of the day, also fantasy and science fiction get to create all their own rules and all their own worlds and you just basically make it up as you go along. And I think that's a free association way to write. 
So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing this book? In the process of writing journalism and especially short stories, I've learned to write in very condensed English, seeing a lot with very little and simple language. There's a famous writing group in Boston called Grub Street. And last time I attended the Writers' Conference and I had a chance to sit down with New York Times bestselling author William Martin. We talked about now about my writing and a book that I'm working on. And I was honored to say that he thought my writing was similar to Hemingway's and that we both speak in short words and to the point in plain English. So how would you describe your writing style? Again, on what William Martin said of my upcoming novel, he said I write in you know, a genre of my own. He describes my style as science fiction in your, sort of like where Lisa Gardner meets Blade Runner. It's evident in two stories in Diminishing Horizons, Phobophobia and Here We Go Again are both about murder. So, your characters, are they pure fiction or do you draw from people you know in real life? Well, based on my past and other things I've been through, I think the world is full of seedy people. Like in the story Squeezing Lemons, I got a small time hood named Otto, and the alien con, I have a con artist that's in there. And you just look at how many untrustworthy people are in the world, and you'll find a wealth of characters. Anybody can do that, I think. So if you had to choose, would you say you're more of a character artist or more a plot-driven writer? I think I'm a little of both. I like to think a good plot will carry a story better than we characters, however. Don't get me wrong, I've always tried to create believable characters in everything I write. And my story's mirage, and that's natural, definitely character drivers. The phobia and the plunge are certainly driven by plot. Other than selling your book, of course, is there anything else you hope to accomplish with it? Yeah, there are lessons in my stories. As I said earlier, my stories take current events and expose them and see how they pan out in the future if we don't take corrective actions to see how the world will work without addressing any of our environmental and political problems. In lessons from the breadbasket, it's forced to be in Earth because of global warming, in margin to deadly prophecy, Earth has no more safe drinking water. It all comes from desalination plants, as I just alluded to a minute ago. The scenario I detailed the future of water is disastrous. It's not as far off as you might think. Life in Africa today, people spend as much as 60% of their income on water alone. And in parts of California, desalination plants today for fresh water are a way of life, and it's only going to get worse in my view. That's the main theme in Deadly Prophecy of Enoch. So, in your opinion, who should buy your book? If you're confident in the future, I think you'll find my stories might at least plant a seed or two of doubt. So if readers have an urge to hear opposing point of view of the future, I think you'll find Dimension Horizons interesting. If you're pessimist about the future, I'm sure you'll find the stories particularly intriguing. Do you have a website? DouglasCAtkins.com. Atkins, like the diet. Some people might pronounce it like that. They might say Atkins or Akins, but it's Atkins, like A with the Alpha and T is in Tango and K is in Kilo. Now, have a bonus for those who visit my website, as was mentioned. I have a cartoon video of one of my stories that's natural. Just go to the Douglas C. Atkins and click on books. Click on Diminishing Horizons and you see the tap of video. And watch it before you buy my book. If you think the style is good in the video, you go ahead and buy the book. If not, if it's not for you, I wish you well. Well, it's been just great. Our guest today has been Douglas C. Atkins, and he is the author of Diminishing Horizons. Doug, thanks very much for being with us today. Well, my pleasure. I'm honored being your guest. Thank you very much.
This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.